0: <laughs> I was wondering who was going to do that. Wow! We never figured out how to spell that out phonetically, but we should make a sticker with that on it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I hear some W's and some B's. Yeah, perhaps a couple D's <laughs> and A
0: H's. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I am not Guthrie Straw. My name is Brock Fittis.
2: And I'm Aaron Flores, broadcasting from the People's Republic of Portland, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
0: We are the show that brings you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective and enjoying the best that, ha- uh, that life has to offer along the way.
2: Covering bicycling, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. Life hacks. And today, biking in Indy <laughs> with a gentle rider.
0: So, uh, Keith Hutchison, how are you? I'm well.
3: How are you guys?
0: Doing well. Thank you. Uh, Number one, we should we would be remiss if we did not first underscore that you are um, you're a financial supporter of this Rocket Podcast. Have been for some time, and we greatly appreciate that.
3: Yes, and I yeah, it's great. great, I enjoy it. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad. Thank
0: you. Uh, Yeah, no, it's. uh, I was trying to remember when did you start listening to the show.
3: Oh gosh, uh. It's been at least three years, probably okay. if not maybe a little bit longer. I, it was you were definitely the host along with Aaron. It was before Gus. I was, was going to say, team. I think we
2: were still at the IPRC when you started writing into us.
3: I think so. The so. Time. Yeah, okay. I yeah. I found you guys on Reddit. Of all really, <laughs> 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 wow. Reddit. Yeah, okay. Have we? I I posted something in like. I was, I'm an act, somewhat active Redditor in the bike, some of the bike stuff and the local stuff for Indianapolis. And um, I was like, I want to listen to a podcast about bikes. So I ask it. And you and Tim's podcast was highly recommended. But I, I enjoy Tim's when I do listen to it, but yours really clicked with me a lot more. And a lot of the other ones, appreciate that. Yeah. And a lot of the other ones were like, and, I I don't want to sound whatever, but they were more geared toward the racing and the lycra. You, you can say it if you scene. want to. It's better that you say it than we say it. <laughs> <laughs> but I just I I don't I'm not a gram freak. I didn't really care about that type of talk that like the heart and the metal the bike metal podcast and those guys talked about. But you guys were like and you oh, don't patronize the dispensaries. Well, if we had the dispensaries, I would probably. <laughs> 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 different kind of grams, right? And you're yeah, in the, yeah. so a different legal sense, right? Yes. <laughs> but yes. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, it, you guys seemed more up my alley of the type of riding that I was into and what I wanted to hear t- talked about, you know. And you, and you like alleys.
0: You love alleyways as far oh as my. Instagram tells me.
3: Yes. they're <laughs> They're... <laughs> Well, like like I was saying when we before we started but about being in San Francisco is the furthest north I've been on the West Coast. I loved the alleys when I was there to see, and that was gosh, that was back in like '93 or something like that. '96. Yeah, that and,
0: sounds changed a little bit since then.
3: I'm sure it has. Like there was, like I love the graffiti and all that stuff. Like, well, I know you follow. I know you guys follow my Instagram. And the scene, like I'm in the alley yeah. finding tons of graffiti and stuff like that. Or that, that's kind of what my that's my thing, you know, and then yeah. trying to map them and find and then, show, well, we can get into that later, but showing yeah, yeah. people all that stuff. Totally.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to, to check in and hear because I, I honestly, I know very little about Indy. And so uh, I think that'll be helpful. But I did want to underscore that uh, we, we reached out to you because we realized ordinarily uh, when it's uh, not a weird world that we're living in right now, ordinarily, we would be doing interviews in studio and we take right interviews uh and you know we've if you go way back in the back catalog uh aaron how many how many remote interviews did you and i do together i was trying to recall not that many but
2: i i would say five less than ten definitely
0: like that yeah and uh uh it's just uh it's, it's one of those things where we've we love the uh the in-studio chemistry but we're in a time when in-studio chemistry is against the law so yeah. uh, <laughs> or at least against the governor's executive order in this yeah. and uh I, I thought, hey, it would be cool to check in with some of our listeners from, you know, different places who have been with us for a while, especially, and, and you were one of the first ones that came to mind, Keith, because uh, you've got a lot of cool stuff that turns up on your bike rides. So I wanted to put the call out there for anybody else who uh, who's on our donor list. Um, we're going to we're gonna talk to you first uh, if you've got cool stuff going on. So if you're a donor and you're interested in talking, some of you who donate would uh, never in a million years want to go on mic, and that's. Perfectly fine, but if you'd like to share what's going on in your life, we'd love to hear. So, yes. Uh, before we check, oh yeah, go ahead.
2: I was going to say, and anybody who's listened in and reached out to us in the past, um, and we've probably said, well, we don't do remote interviews, and uh, so one, apologize for for rejecting your request to be on the show, <laughs> and two, here's your here's your chance to uh, get on the show and scold us for not doing remote <laughs> interviews earlier. We do them now. We do them now, so <laughs> please get in contact with us.
0: That's it, yeah. Uh, Aaron, what should people know about your life this week?
2: Uh, my life this week, I ran a whole two two miles today. You run. Uh, I, I run now. What? Uh, huh? know, well, Maybe run is, is a pretty <laughs> liberal term for what I do. That's I, than why. I put on running shoes, and I... Yes, I I move at a pace that is faster than walking. (laughs) (laughs) And I I go in a few different directions around my neighborhood for a while. So, um, yeah, you could call it running. I call it running. Maybe other people would call it just slow jogging. I'd call it fast walking. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Did that today. We are... uh, still moving in even though it's been well over a month we still have boxes that we're trying to get rid of Mm. Uh, (laughs) and we are putting up um pictures on our walls we're at that stage of moving (laughs) in now uh yeah that's pretty much the extent of my life
0: i gotta ask are you um are you a nail in the wall kind of picture hanger, or are you? Uh, do you use the drywall anchors when you hang pictures? Uh,
2: for pictures, just a nail in the wall and a picture hanger. Um, for so, my old apartment, we we put so many holes in the wall. <laughs> um, not even from pictures. Uh, we Uh-oh. were addicted to hanging things on hooks, and I still like. I still like the idea of doing it. Uh it's just when you rent probably not a good idea to drill a bunch of holes in the wall for anchors.
0: You've got um, to go back, that's the thing and, and you've got to go
2: back and fill those back up.
0: Did you use the toothpaste trick ever?
2: Uh no, we we sprung for uh actual spackle. Actual spackle. Okay. And then um You're one of the good uh, ones. <laughs> and I had and I had this large syringe she did for a, a science pro- or she had for a science project she did. Um, so we would put the spackle in this big syringes, like, you know, I don't know, like an inch in diameter, Mm -hmm. like fill, literally fill the holes with it that way. Um, (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) It was still pretty obvious. We didn't have any paint, you know, to like try to hide that we put holes in the walls.
0: Right. But you get more of your deposit back that way than,
2: than if you don't. We got our whole deposit back. So congratulations. Yeah. Oh my God. I've
0: never got a (laughs) whole (laughs) deposit. It's a hard thing to do depending on who your landlord is. And these are times when, you know, the good landlords and the bad landlords are kind of becoming more uh, readily apparent, but
2: yes, uh,
0: it's, it's a tricky negotiation when you've got a landlord who's looking for all these various things. I, I had a friend who rented a professional cleaning service to come in with personnel and clean their place. And, um, ended up losing most of her deposit. She took them to small claims court and uh, was, you know, was given a settlement in her favor uh, because, because yeah, she, she hired a rental,
4: company.
2: rental company or the uh, cleaning company, to uh, the, small claims,
0: the landlord, yeah, the landlord. Okay. She said, Hey, this is what I did. This should pass. I should get my deposit. Right. And, and she did. Yeah. So it's good news. But
2: we, uh, we hired a professional cleaning company. I don't know if you can hear Anna in the back no no, 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 no. <laughs> I like that Anna is showing up on the oh, show. Oh, you you
1: nothing
2: happened. It's over. This is okay, apparently the- I, I shouldn't be I shouldn't I be sharing the this. That's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will say we got a refund from the cleaning company. I'll just leave the, the oh. details of this story. Good story. And then you found five dollars.
3: <laughs> and then I found five dollars. Yeah. Oh, lucky day. Uh,
0: well, you know, I'm I'm thinking of a place uh, that I'm aware of that has enormous holes in the walls, but it's not a problem because those holes are refrigerated and they're full of beer.
2: Yes, the Have beer mongers on Southeast Division and Twelve. <laughs> yeah. Not only. Large holes in the wall, but a large stick on the ceiling.
0: That's right. Yeah, for which no hole is present. It's it's simply a stick hanging,
2: hanging from the ceiling
0: for yes. all to see. Yeah. Uh, so and I, <laughs> go ahead.
3: Can I ask about the stick? Because <laughs> I keep hearing you guys talk <laughs> about the stick. Is it's it a like, real thing. So is it like a hockey stick or just like a stick off a tree? It's a it, stick. It's a big stick.
2: It's, it's a, a big stick yeah so
3: like, did a dog take it in there or something no
0: <laughs> <laughs> no so i think i'm trying to remember we have i think it's a youtube video and i don't know that it's ever come down the podcast feed maybe you know what i'll do Tim
2: mooney has it somewhere it I was think, during his live event at the Beermongers.
0: i think Look. i'm gonna grab the audio from uh chris because uh chris was a friend of the Beermongers who built the bar uh, he's a carpenter and i believe right. he's from england and um yeah, he's just, he works in wood, and one of his projects was this enormous – it's more than 10 feet. Isn't it like 12 feet? Oh, it's that is the amazing. whole
2: length of, of the, the space or of percent, that place. So I'd say it's probably close to 20, if not more.
0: Okay. yeah. It's a, all, it's a single piece of wood. It hasn't been joined or anything like that. It's, just, it's all carved, and it looks like a snake. So I think maybe that's the thing. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's huge, and it's there, and it's on the ceiling. That is a big stick. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's a place. Well, and, and Keith, if you ever get to Portland, Oregon, I think you'd want to go there. And I
3: have a life goal of coming for Petalpalooza. So,
0: there you go. Well, not this year. <laughs> no, I know. Hopefully, okay, will be able to share more details about that later on. Uh, but yes, absolutely, you should. Um, so, Keith, what were you drinking? You had a beer in hand. Yeah.
3: I have. Uh, it's kind of my neighborhood brewery, Black Acre Brewing Company out of uh, Irvington, Indianapolis is Juice Loosener. It's a milkshake IPA mm. with orange puree. It's my first time having it, and it's delicious.
2: Mm, a milkshake well-like. IPA.
3: Yeah, they add, like, lact- something, lactose, lactic, lact- lactose. Lactose, basilicus. Some, something milk-related. Yogurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's... Uh, Age as well. Yeah, I've been getting into the milkshake stuff, and, and this is a good one. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I think yeah. It, it increases. Does it increase the viscosity? Is it more of a thicker, like it, like uh, is it as thick as a stout or something along those lines? Or
3: no, but there are oh. some good milkshake stouts out there too, like yeah. that are really good. Yeah, I've been enjoying, I'm, a, I'm more of a dark beer guy, but it's warming up, so I'm switching to the less dark stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the other
0: thing, one of my favorite parts of the beer mongers is their dark beer wall, because they've got one, one case that's entirely uh, oh. dedicated to that. And so there's, there's some really good stuff there. Uh, the other thing that you should do if you come to Oregon is go to a McMinimins, which is kind of like, uh, what Aaron, what's a good uh, comparison? It's what like is the a thing good that comparison said you it. Do when you go to Oregon, right? Is go to Oregon, um,
2: like Yeah. So, I don't know if there's a Indiana uh and like like equivalent. The closest thing I can come to is if you're in Pittsburgh, you go to the Permani Brothers which has, you know, their their chain that have that signature
1: sandwich yes. or whatever.
2: Um uh, is kind of like that where okay. Uh, you go, if you're there you got to go um if you live here for a while, you probably don't go there, but <laughs> you still right. respect the place. You still right, respect yeah. the place as like, yeah, it's, it's all right.
0: And they make <laughs> a very decent milkshake out of their Terminator yes. stout. So yes. that's, okay. uh, that's a thing that you do. Um, okay. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Nice. Well, congratulations. That sounds like a good drink. Um, yeah. I, I uh, famously, I'm famously, I don't know. I, I've told people that I'm not drinking beer for a year, right? Uh, and so I've been, uh, well, I, I'm cheating, right? Because this is beer, but it's uh, the Run Wild IPA. From, no, yes, Run Wild from Athletic Brewing. And Athletic Brewing just opened their West Coast facility. They are a Connecticut brewery that also has a brewery in San Diego, California. And they are making a number of amazing non-alcoholic beers. Um, Ooh. And you've had non-alcoholic beer and it sucks. This is not that. This is a really good um, IPA that I think uh, basically kind of captures. I I will say it's not my favorite, but it is the one that I have in the fridge right now. Uh, I think the (laughs) outside Dawn Golden is probably the hands down the best non-alcoholic beer I've ever had. But it tastes like craft beer. It doesn't taste like a shitty Heineken. Right. Uh, (laughs) And I mean, you know, know, if if you like a shitty Heineken, I I won't capture it. (laughs) You
2: do your thing. Um, uh, not just a Heineken. Like there's Heineken fans out there, but then there's fans out there that only like shitty Heineken. (laughs) That's right.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm drinking. And Aaron, what do you have?
2: Uh I have a bubbly sparky sparkling water. Uh this is the Blackberry Bubbly. I'm on a quest for a grape sparkling water
1: Mm, because I love
2: grape soda. Um We looked, and the company Waterloo makes one, but I've never found one around here. It feels Um,
0: weird to try and order water from somewhere else, right?
2: Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it's a thing that can be done. I guess, yeah, I probably could get on Waterloo's website and see if I could get a case mailed over
0: here. I'm sure they Um, should. There's a... Yeah.
2: Sorry. (laughs) No, there's this whole, like, sparkling water, like, renaissance, I guess, happening. There's so many, so many companies that are oh, doing flavored sparkling waters.
3: The um, the bottom shelf of my fridge is full of Lacroix.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lacroix has <laughs> been like they're, they're the old school, right? Yeah. They've been doing it for forever.
3: Yes, yeah. um, and there's, then all
2: these other people kind of hopped on board that train.
3: There's somebody in Indianapolis that sells Waterloo because my coworkers keep it in the fridge. <laughs> See, <laughs> it exists. <laughs>
2: I know. Yeah. I, anyways, so to complete this story about the this blackberry is um, any purple can I'm often fooled by mm. in the in the uh, grocery store, hoping that it's grape. It's not, but I still buy it begrudgingly.
0: The is there, maybe it's just like grape.
2: Exactly. If you squint really hard while you drink it,
0: it kind of tastes like grape. You squint with your taste buds.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs>
0: very good well uh keith you got to tell us about indy first of all uh are you are you indy born and bred is that where you grew up
3: i uh am indy born and bred i left for 17 years and lived in colorado in a few different cities and then uh came back yeah and gosh i guess i came back in 2012 i always forget mm-hmm. but yeah about eight years ago and that's when i really started getting into the biking thing was well that's not entirely true but you know I I biked as a kid I grew up in the country but in Indianapolis and we biked everywhere as kids you know just that's what you did right yeah. and it was country roads I have a feeling Aaron that you and I might have had similar youth experiences with riding our bikes like twin out in speeds. The, yep yeah I had yeah. a Murray
2: 10 okay. speed actually but yes, yes. <laughs>
3: And then that wind that blows no matter where you're heading kind of thing. Open fields. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We had a few rolling hills, but I, I when you talk about South, where you grew up in Michigan, I'm like, that sounds fairly familiar. Oh, yeah. So,
2: yeah. Um, so you, did you grow up like near Indianapolis or like yeah. whereabouts?
3: Indianapolis, for a little dumb history for all the history fans, uh, Indianapolis <laughs> is one of those unified city county governments. So, the county, Marion County and Indianapolis are the same entity. Mm. And that happened here. Yeah. Yeah. And Denver, Colorado is like that, too. Um, And there's one place in Florida. But so, I grew up in Marion County. It might be. Yeah, yeah. Um, But, um, yeah. So, I grew up with an Indianapolis address, but out in the country, basically. You know? So, and Mm. then... In a rural environment, the surrounding – the two counties that like where we would ride into as kids were pretty rural with small towns and things like that. So, and then, yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in Indiana, went to college in Indiana for a few years, decided that wasn't for me and moved to Colorado and got into snowboarding and things like that. You know, the typical Gen X screw (laughs) off. Yes. (laughs) Screw off as long as you can and then suddenly become an adult. Or try to.
2: How did I get here? Oh shit! I need a. I need a real job now. I think that's all
0: three of us, right? Yeah, that experience. Uh, Did you do bicycling things in Colorado while you were there, or was it? uh, Were you more boarding?
3: I did. Like, so I spent ten of the seventeen years in Steamboat Springs, which is a resort town. And um, so they had so I mountain biked, and then I commuted. But it's a small town, so my commute was like. 10 minutes (laughs) you know much of a ride there's not too many places
0: to go in town you are on
3: the trans am bicycle route there that's what yeah and i kind of because i've heard a few of you guys uh, guests and maybe one of you had done the trans am was it you brock Uh, i did portions of it
4: did you you go through steamboat steamboat (laughs) though oh we went through
0: casper wyoming and then we (laughs) dropped down into fort collins so we we missed steamboat springs and we disappointed everyone we met by telling them we weren't biking across the country (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh wow okay so like because i used to live in fort collins and work in steamboat for a little while oh, and yeah. i drove up through cheyenne and then down because i didn't want to go through the Poudre canyon in case i got stuck behind an rv that pr- uh, would break down yeah but uh <laughs> that's a that's a crazy road to ride your bike on into fort collins like with like 287 or something like that i can't remember sure where is. it is but yeah it's beautiful though yeah
0: it is well and that's where you can see the line of uh there, there's like a literal tree line between colorado and wyoming where in wyoming yes. it's all open and just yes. brush and whatnot and grass and and then you can yeah. see the line of trees are like oh hey this is where colorado starts so yeah, yeah.
3: it's it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah, it's neat
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you weren't super bikey there. It was more just kind of like you you were working, you were doing outdoorsy stuff.
3: Yeah, although we did that's where I I mean my first Inkling of social rides started there. Like mm-hmm. I didn't lead them or anything, but like there was like we called it a, I can't remember what we call it called. It was like a progressive ride. It was like you'd go to one, you'd ride would get on our bikes and go to somebody's house and have a drink that was special to this house, mm-hmm. and then go to a next house and the same thing. You know, it ended up being, like, a 10, 15-mile ride.
0: And that was in Fort Collins?
3: That was in Steamboat Springs. Steamboat, yeah. okay.
0: Which, right, I knew some bikey people in Fort Collins when we cast through there. But, but yeah, I've yeah. never been to Steamboat. So that's cool. There was something happening there, too.
3: Yeah. And then I moved to Colorado Springs for my last five years there. And that's when I discovered social biking and got a little more into commuting in the warmer weather. Uh-huh. And then when I came back to Indianapolis, I, and uh, I lived with my parents for a year and then moved into place. Got, a, got my Surly Cross check. And that's when I got into it full on. Nice, nice. yeah.
0: So tell Man. us about
3: falling in love with the cross check. Oh my gosh! Well, it was the first. <laughs> yes, it was like yeah. My it was my first new bike since like 1996, and I got it in 2012 ish. You know, yeah. 2012, new bike day was 2012 is a good day. Yeah, New Bike Day is a great day, and I just I was like, I'm gonna ride this to work every day, and I did. Um, you know, and it just started exploring that way. And like we have Indianapolis at, has a very central greenway that now at the time rode up to the Northern su- suburbs in the next County up, which is Carmel, which if you're a parks and Rex fan, Carmel is Eagleton. Um, oh, right? really?
0: Yes. Yeah, based off of-
3: yeah. Yeah. Or that's what everyone says. Okay. But okay. Uh, Um, so it would go up there. So that that and that encouraged Hamilton County commuters to come down and to work downtown. Because I work downtown. And so I guess maybe I should back up a little bit. Indianapolis is for the most part on a grid system because it's really old and uh there's it's flat. And it's so, flat, so you can yeah. do that, yeah. I mean there's it's, there's some yeah, there's water there's so one
2: yeah, river that goes through it, right?
3: There's the White River River, and then there's a fairly sizable tributary called Fall Creek, and then a okay. few other smaller creeks but fall creek's the one that really kind of shifts the grid a little bit and then we'll talk later about an underground creek that if we want to talk about that um but um yes we did. yeah so the grid system so it's really easy to navigate uh, a, on a bike and even though there's not there wasn't at the time a lot of infrastructure it's really easy to avoid the major roads and still get to where you're going right. by taking side streets and things like that um But there's a major rail to trail called the Monon uh, that runs from just north of downtown. And now it goes super far out, like almost like 50 miles north of the city. I think I somebody around here will correct me on that. (laughs) uh, um, So I started using that for commuting. And then, you know, you kind of get you're like, well, I want to see other stuff. So you find new and more ways and then. Yeah, you know, and then suddenly discovered that there's these people riding their bikes for fun in groups. And that's when it really... The commuting was one thing, and then the social thing, and then the exploring thing just kind of all coalesced. Because commuting
0: is a good idea, but you kind of feel alone. Even if you know there are other people bicycling in town, it's kind of... It's just a thing that you do, and it doesn't necessarily... Uh, for most people, become a big identity piece unless like you're really into being that one guy who rides his bike, um, right? But then yeah. yeah, like you're saying, you can connect. So how did you connect with with like social bicyclists?
3: <laughs> well, you know, uh, Reddit again. Actually, the first time I think is I just put a post on Reddit. Hey, do you guys want to ride? Well, so I lived in Colorado. Let me go back for a second because this I, I discovered social bike the core social biking in Colorado Springs because uh, they had a Thursday night pub crawl. Okay. And on a bikes. And it was more than just bar to bar. It was like they'd set up these races and parking garages and things like that. And, you know, fun little activities along the ride sometimes. And then I was like, well, I want to do that here. So I just kind of started doing it on my own, but would have like two or three people show up. And it was still fun, but it wasn't like crazy. And then I discovered there's other people doing the same thing with bigger groups. And it was like, In Indianapolis, it was the full moon ride was the big one.
0: Was it kind underground? Was it like, I mean, because obviously it wasn't something that you knew about right away.
3: Yeah, it was. It was totally, and it was like, I would meet people commuting that would be like, hey, are you going to this ride? And I'm like, no, I don't know anything about it. So I would show up and suddenly there's, you know, there's like 20, 30 people, which for Indianapolis is a pretty good crowd. Yeah. You know, I, I, I hear about, like we said about, and all your other rides it's like you'll have hundreds of people show up which eventually we got to for some of the stuff but it's like a good crowd for us is 40 people you know? I'd,
2: say, yeah. I'd say 40 people is the perfect size for for a good ride honestly 30, 30 to 40 is is really like yeah enough to have fun not too much where you like you have to worry about like am i leaving somebody behind or is somebody gonna yeah. get hurt or whatever
3: yeah, and and especially the more I got into leading the rides, it was like, yeah, I don't, I'm 25 is the perfect number for me. Yeah, like I don't, I don't want to ride. I, I, I mean, if 40, 50 people show up, that's great, and I'm gonna make let it be fun for everybody. But 25 is we can really keep an eye on everyone and mm-hmm. probably set a a fun pace for everyone, not too fast, not too slow, kind of thing, and yeah. and uh, really kind of enjoy, let everyone enjoy it. Uh, like we, I'm really active in bike party in Indianapolis too. And our average pace is like eight miles an hour or something like yeah. that. It's pretty slow, <laughs> but it's fun for everybody. But in the winter, we pick it up to about 10 if we can. Well,
2: that's right. just a very matter very of keeping time. warm.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <too. laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah. So I discovered that and then, um, Just the bike, the full moon ride wasn't organized at all. It was just people would show up together, and then somebody would be like, "All right, let's go," and kind of just assume the leadership of the ride. You know what I mean? It was never like a ride leader or an organizational body. It was kind of anarchy in in some respects. But um, I started, which is fun in
0: its own way, right?
3: Yeah, well, (laughs) because that's what got me into leading the rides. Was just like all right, nobody else is going to lead this ride. I guess I'll do it. You know, and and suddenly I'm leading rides and then, yeah. uh, And then, um, the, with the cross check, down to personality. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, yeah. And then with the cross check at the same time, I'm doing all these social rides. I'm like, another thing about Indianapolis is this big railway hub. And this is where you guys have seen those like you guys that see my Instagram and i know like, dude, Luna follows me too. And a few other people that listen to the sprocket. Um, the, we have these railways and a lot of these railways have these service roads that run alongside of them for a good amount of distance. I mean, five miles is probably the longest that we have, but there's also offshoots of them. So I, once I discovered those or was shown those to be perfectly Frank, um, I really started getting into that. It was like, where does this go? Where does this go? Where does this go? And just finding my way around town completely away from streets And we're not talking
0: about established bicycle paths or like pedestrian corridors or anything like that. Like this is kind of no. This is a road that
3: exists. This is a road that exists most likely for the salt well for two purposes. One legal is for CSX to access the rails because they're the rail company, the freight rail company out on this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, and then also for um, lots and lots of people that illegally dump trash.
0: Okay, so that's
3: (laughs) the, the two purposes. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, an auxiliary one auxiliary benefit
0: is that you can go out there and
3: ride, right? And they're fun. It's like right. It's they're dirt. You know, they're not paved, and sometimes it's pretty chunky gravel, which would will throw you around if you're what. No matter who you are, it will throw you around. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's fun because you can. You know, you can get from one part of town to the other without seeing a car whatsoever. And it's like if you were to drive that far, it you'd be stuck in traffic or not stuck in traffic, but, and lights and stuff or, and it wouldn't be fun whatsoever, you know? And, and you That's just,
0: like what you've experienced in Minneapolis, right? Uh, about uh, the rail network kind of being repurposed as a bike and pedestrian corridor yeah. yeah. a system. I'm thinking kind of a Midwest rail uh, network, but instead of, instead of a repurposed kind of third wave bicycle thing, it's, it's just a dirt
3: road <laughs> yeah. and an active <laughs> rail line. Oh, yeah. Now, there are, on top of that, there's abandoned rail lines, too. Uh, and those are even less, those are those can be hit or miss, depending. Um, the one thing is they're not maintained. Like, there's one that I really love that I was just back last week, and it's not rideable anymore unless I have a chainsaw, a pretty good chainsaw, because the wind uh, came through <laughs> and knocked a bunch of trees down. You so you know, can, it's
0: kind of like uh, backcountry trail hiking. You, you have to be prepared to clear your own path.
3: I will find rides where I spend a a portion of it bushwhacking, you know, <laughs> just like picking my bike up over a tree and then um, getting back on the trail for a little while. and Then, oh, there's another tree. I mean, I bought a machete to kind of clear the way for me in some places. Uh, I've got a couple spots that I want to make a better trail. Yeah. And I figured the machete would help with that. And I got prun- I carry pruners with me, too, for like the little, little stuff, just to make it easier when I go back there. Yeah. You're gonna have to
0: send us a picture of your uh, of your setup.
3: I think. Uh, (laughs) What do you take and and how do you carry
2: it? I'm trying to imagine how to how to carry a machete by bike.
3: That's my biggest issue. I just got it last week and I haven't taken it into the field yet. I've taken the pruners (laughs) and my handsaw, but I I yeah I don't because I I ride with a hydration pack a lot of the times just because I drink a lot of water. I'm a sweaty sweaty man and I drink a lot of water. Um, But also um,
2: the. That area is so humid in the and so hot in the summer.
3: Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. You I yeah, you sweat gosh. just going
2: outside.
3: Yeah. We we hit eighty one day this week and it was like, oh, this is what we're in for for the and, yeah. And, you know, yeah. And now we're like stuck inside for another well here in Indy we're stuck inside well as far as the mayor <laughs> is concerned, yeah, we're stuck inside sure. for the next two But we're exercise is perfectly legitimate. So That is true, like, yeah. That's like when we talked over email or whatever i was like i have been riding like crazy during this because i'm working from home i'm blessed to be working still you know and true the i i work get my work done and then i'll just take off and go like ride 30 miles and be like well let me go check out this thing that i haven't seen in like two or three years it now that i have the time to go do it you know go check it out again
0: well, for anybody who's listening out of uh, out of timeline, anybody listening like tomorrow is going to know that we're in the middle of the COVID nineteen health crisis. But uh, Ooh, yes. that's that's where we are, and that's what's happening when we record this. And so, yeah, uh, other than working from home and pretending to work from home, and then not working from home, like those are
3: the three <laughs> things you can kind of do. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah.
0: Going outside for exercise is a welcome respite.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I've been, well, and I have a somewhat energetic dog too. So I've been taking him on a lot more walks than what he's used to and just getting around. Like I got into looking at birds because of it, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like that and Pokemon go, but um, <laughs> yeah, I downloaded an app on my phone so I can know what birds I'm looking at. Finally. It's like, cool. I can, you know, I finally figured out what Ravens look like flying in the sky and stuff like that. So Kaka. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They have fingers at the end of their wings. They have like what looks like fingers. I was like, that's so freaking neat, you know? But yeah. that has nothing to do with bikes, except for the I bike club.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that's one of the things that's great, too. And and I, the thing that I love to keep coming back to when we talk, hear about people's different experiences with what they like to do by bike, there are so many things, you know, like the bike is a thing in itself, but it also connects to so many other things. It's uh, yeah, there's so many tangential connections. And so for you, bird birding is one of those.
3: It's becoming one. Well, my, my brother, who's also into bikes, he's him and his wife are super big birders. So every time I, I started seeing something, I'd be like, calling him like hey what's this and he's like why don't you download this app because i don't always know it. yeah <laughs> or you know he's just saying you should download this app because we use it and it's been really effective it's i don't know i can't it's on my phone i'm on my phone so i can't <laughs> tell That's you hilarious. what it is and he's Shut also up.
0: saying just stop bothering me just you know look it up get a reference oh
3: well <laughs> i wouldn't go that way maybe, maybe. <laughs> or, or you know i'm not google <laughs> right. yeah right. yeah But yeah, it's like, and that's the thing, like, you know, I'm living in a city and I'm sure you got anybody living in a city that gets out and rides experiences too, is like you find yourself in this spot that if you didn't know better, you'd like in the middle of the wilderness, you know, and some of it's a man-made wilderness. That's what's kind of cool with the urban X for me is the urban part. Like there's these like abandoned housing Divisions and or subdivisions and things that are just the pads of the houses left, but nature is poking through all the concrete. Yeah. I, I know I make, yeah, and it's just I have these moments I'll stop and look around. I'm like, I'm in the middle of like the, whatever biggest city in the country, and I mean like 20th or whatever, but you know, and like I, I there's a deer over here and a hawk up there, and it's like I'm like in the middle of nowhere, you know, and then I'll Pretty go. Incredible. Yeah, and then I'll go like half a mile and suddenly I'm on like a busy four-lane street. Yeah, It's pretty nuts.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose this is where we give the disclaimer, right? Like um, the Sprocket Podcast can't condone or support trespassing in any way. That would be wrong. Uh, So, you know, if if something is well signed and you're obviously not supposed to be there, don't do it. But – I would imagine there are a lot of places you can go where you can experience kind of, uh, uh what there's a sense of urban decay for kind of finding the old, uh, the old,
3: yeah. the old oh, totally.
0: kind of connect yeah. with, with either, um, a, the earth reclaiming itself or, or, uh, civilization kind of, uh, the deterioration. And I, yeah. I feel like this is a bad segue because I don't want to say that graffiti is like, you know, civilization gone awry or, or, uh, uh I, there's some great art is kind of what I'm hoping to angle at. And yes. uh, you, you are a great observer of graffiti. So can you tell us about kind of what you see?
3: Yeah. Um, well, there's like graffiti. The, I, my experience with graffiti is, is the really good stuff. Unless it's a, like a kind of well-known graffiti gallery. And we have one of those. My experience is the really good, good stuff is tucked away where a lot of people can't see it.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, Like I, uh, yesterday I was under, um, I had gone through the, there's this levee system that the army Corps put in years ago to prevent flooding on one of the creeks we have, but it runs underneath um, I 70, which goes from coast to coast. And I found this piece that I had found almost six years ago that was still slightly there, but it was this like, when I first found it, it was like, you know, the only other people that know how to get there are the guys that made the graffiti people who fish and then, uh, dirt bags like me that are riding their bikes looking <laughs> for something. And, yeah. but it's this cool piece. And it said, it always struck me because it said, do good works is what mm-hmm. it said. And it was this guy just like with a spray can in his hand, like a little ghost kind. And I was like, I've yeah. always been taken with that piece. And I was so stoked to see that it was still there and almost gone but still there I was like yeah oh, I took a picture of that like six right. years ago but yeah it's like so it's it's this creek that flows under i70 and there's a graffiti there's like a bunch of pretty old graffiti but it's still good and I my like I said my experience is it, the further away it gets from people that will see it you're gonna find better stuff so a few weeks ago for instance off one of these CSX service roads that I was talking about, um, that runs down to a train yard in another city. Uh, I've been, I've ridden this section numerous times and fat, there's this bridge that has like, I don't know how to describe them, but like keyholes that you can ride through oh, and then nice. up and then down. It's like a little like, and there's like motocross guys have been back there a ton before and have carved out these trails, but they're rideable on a bicycle. And I'd never gone back. There's an abandoned train that's been sitting there for years. Like you can look at the satellite imagery from like 10 years ago and it's there. Never. Trained. And you go, yeah. And you go on the other side of that train and suddenly there's this amazing gallery that has this theme of like a part one piece has like a theme of like an alien invasion by like octopus monsters. <laughs> and then the other one's like a pirate theme with cats in it, you know, but it's this, just this crazy, the, the lettering is wild style. Um, like the real jagged yeah. kind of stuff. And then, but this, this, whoever this artist is, and I I don't remember the name. I'd have to look at my pictures. Uh, just did this crazy, like, you know, like I said, a UFO scene in one with like octopus and a pirate scene, uh, but kind of a space pirate scene. It's just like, I'm like, it's that thing again. You're in the middle of nowhere. And suddenly there's this, just this art gallery. And this train is at least half a mile long and every car has something awesome it's Awesome. Yeah. 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 And then this particular guy, so I don't know how familiar everyone is, but the, the cars all have an, a, a unique identifying number on them, you know, like, right. a license plate, yeah. like a license yeah. plate, basically you're a train well, this,
0: fan. We're a train fans. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So this particular guy recreated those unique identifying numbers in his piece. So really? it wouldn't get painted over. Really? I <laughs> yeah. I was like, that is awesome. Like how cool is that? So anyway, yeah, that's pretty like, great. Yeah,
0: and so Keith, I, I wouldn't ask you to give any information that you don't want to give. But are you an artist or are you just an appreciator of uh, graffiti?
3: I am just an appreciator. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know how to do it. I mm-hmm. like I've read about it over the years. Like and used to be able to. I used to be able to read it, but I can't. It's gotten so it's evolved so much. I can't even read it anymore. You know. Um, What's changed but I, that you noticed? Well, like, I know, Aaron, I saw Aaron react when I said, well, Wild Style. The Wild Style. Yeah, was, that's
2: old, old stuff. That's like, late 90s, early? Yeah, early
3: 90s? yeah. And it's all that, it, I think that originated in, like, Detroit and Chicago, from what I've read. Okay, over the that years. makes sense, yeah. Because, like, the, the, I, from what I have picked up is graffiti was spread by the freight trains. It started in New York City, the, or the graffiti that we know. I mean, graffiti's has yeah. existed since at least the Roman empire, but, sure. but as we know, yeah. kind of what as
0: kn- when you think of graffiti.
3: Yeah. Like if you watch those old movies that took place in New York and the subway was just covered in graffiti. Right. That was like, that was just like the first wave. And then those guys took it to the freight yards and spray painted on the freight yards. Those, those, those cars went to Chicago or St. Louis or Detroit and it spread like that. Like, well, you know, like,
2: Someone They're would right. see it and be like, "Oh, I, I want to do this too." Yeah.
3: yeah, and then different, just like you know, anything that pre-internet, it when it got somewhere, it it shifted a little bit. Right. And that's why I think the wild style is a Midwestern origin, from what I have read, but I'm not a hundred percent on that. But yeah, yeah, I'm just an I'm just a uh, you know I'm just an observer. I'm a bit of a local history buff, so when I find something, I try to find out all that I can about it you know, and then invariably will hold my, the people that come to the rides hostage by giving them a history lecture for <laughs> uh, just a minute or two. Nothing I, terrible. I, <laughs> you sound
0: like you need to lead a pedal palooza ride when you come to Oregon for pedal palooza. Like
3: <laughs> the, the, well, the get lost rides already taken, but I would totally do something like that. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I did. Well, I remember like for instance, we talked about the dumping. I did that and I did a trash ride last year.
0: Yes,
5: uh, I remember yes. you that.
3: And, and I, I, it? I, it was, it was fun. Like it really was fun. Like it's sad, but it's fun. Like we, there's so many, and I'm actually, the next ride I do when we can do things again, may maybe the sequel to that. I don't know. Yeah. But um, can,
0: yeah, explain a little bit about how the ride worked and what, what happened on it.
3: So what happened is I'd been riding with some friends and, um, we kept hit finding all these dump sites like illegal dump sites. Like I kind of mentioned earlier with the CSX right. roads. And um, one of my buddies was like, we should just do a ride where we go from dump site to dump site. And I'm like, that's actually a pretty good idea. You know, it's funny. It's like, I've never heard of anybody doing something like that. So I was like, all right. So I went out and started scouting. Like I'd make a note when I'd find a dump. Um, when I was out just riding around, you know, and then finally pieced enough together to make a good, like, I think that ride was like 24 miles, you know? And, oh, that's a good
2: length. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And you know, the, all the rides that, unless I'm doing bike party, all the rides that I do involve a considerable amount of alleys or dirt, if we can find it, you know? Um, so, and all these dump sites were, either in abandoned apartment complexes or in a dead end alley or something like that, or like an abandoned train yard, there's one in an old abandoned train yard. And so it just, it worked out. And I was like, kept finding more and more and piecing it all together. And I'm like, suddenly I had this really fun route, just the ride itself. I, I mean, not being whatever, but I was like, this is a really fun route. And then, Having these dump sites together, and then I gave it that ridiculous name that I asked you to read that I can't remember what it is. It was like an exploration of refuse in Indianapolis or something like that. But, um, I'm you have to say the whole name, Uh, I would, yes. I I'm a fan of ridiculous names. Like I, that gentle folks is the most ridiculous name I've ever, the whole real name of it is ridiculous, but I love it. I, I, I enjoyed Wes, how Wes Anderson w- words things. So it's kind wow. of a homage to that. There we uh, go. That's yeah. great. Yeah, Well,
0: we're, we're getting down to the end of our hour here, so uh, I'm curious. We've talked about a number of different things, but I think for, for people who would like to enjoy the same things you do by bike, is there any advice that you would offer someone who, say, wants to go birding by bike or wants to go uh, explore and, and check out uh, graffiti on trains or, or any of the other things that you've mentioned?
3: Well, my tools of the trade are Google Maps in satellite view is really if you're in an area where you can just kind of look for r- dirt roads, basically in a city like this or alleys, especially if you're in a grid system, you know where the alleys are going to go, you know? Um, and I'm also, I'm curious if there's a, I there's gotta be other people in the Midwest doing the same thing that we're doing, you know, and I'd, I'd love to hear about that. Cause I, I'd, I, I want to go to like Des Moines and see what they're doing. Uh, yeah. that kind of, you know, yeah, if they're but, listening.
0: <laughs> if you're listening and you, you're the person, please let us know.
3: I mean, if someone from the, that listens to the Sprocket Podcast is in Indianapolis and wants to reach out to me on one of my Instagram or whatever, I will take I'll take them around. You know, I am I'm very
0: not- impressed. Uh, just I, I was looking at. Uh, I, I feel bad because I I know him as Dan, but uh, how would you pronounce the uh, the Instagram handle, Aaron? Is it Bojewanie? Um. Oh.
2: Bugwage, uh, knee, yeah. I so
0: neither of us know. I'm going to slaughter
2: the name, and I'm going to apologize right now.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, but <laughs> I, I love. He's been listening to the Sprocket podcast for years and forever. Uh, yeah, like for almost sure.
2: from the start. He's
0: sent emails. He's texted us. Yeah. Uh, he's been on, and it's really kind of cool to go on and see how many other bikey people have connected to him, uh, and you know, because he like posts things about bikes on his Instagram, but he's also like, it, there's all these folks that uh, have connected to us at one point or another and i can see other people connected to us that have also connected to him or other people that have connected to you keith so yeah
3: yeah Uh, yeah and i will say one thing too is the city of indianapolis has their own mapping site that has uh aerial photos dating back to 1937
0: oh wow so you can do some historical research on your for your ride or about your ride
3: yeah and they also have multiple views of the same year so when the leaves are off the trees if you're not sure what's there you can look at the winter aerials and be like okay that's what i'm looking for you know so it's those tools there's a lot the internet has changed everything you know Mm -hmm. as far as that like that's how we use that's how we map our that i map rides in google mapmaker you know and plot it out and still invariably get lost at least once on a ride that I lead, but that's wouldn't be it, a good ride unless you did. Yeah. That's kind of the joke in <laughs> Indianapolis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think if you want to start, I, if you want to start exploring Google maps, I think is a perfect way in satellite view, especially to really in street view too, but to really kind of get an idea of what you want to look for. I think once you kind of get an idea of like, Oh, this is kind of what I, what I should be going out and looking at. I think that can, re- that's a really excellent tool in my experience yeah. to help with. Yeah.
0: And it's such a, it's a wealth of knowledge because this is the sort of thing that I think, well, I mean you, you were describing kind of how it was difficult to find bikey people and it's also just difficult to find roots. The internet has connected us to a lot of new information that oh, makes yeah. it easier to, to kind of follow your, your passion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, exactly totally yeah it's it's great like i yeah that we didn't even touch on bike party how crazy that went from like 40 people to like the next summer was like 500 people showed up for a, in the middle wow. of the summer it was that's like amazing. Yeah. that's why like, i was like oh my god there is a scene in indianapolis and i you know it's just and it's growing but it's just it's crazy like yeah. i'm always blown away when so many people suddenly show up on bicycles or something <laughs> you know? have you
0: had any involvement in like organizing bike party or is just as a participant
3: oh no i i'm one of the original well i missed the very first one but i i was in on the indianapolis bike party from the get-go like right, right that's on. one of the yeah like and i was involved with some other dirtbag rides too like the joke is it the other stuff that we do is kind of the dirty older brother of bike party
2: for Indianapolis. Uh, okay. yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. So like, we want people to come, but we want them to be prepared that you're going to get muddy or you you might get frustrated for a little bit, but it's going to be fun. Whether it's type one or type two, it's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Spring, we use something stupid. Yeah. 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 So it's, it it's crazy. Like it's, you'd be surprised if you were to come here on the second, Friday in July, if there's not a global pandemic happening, um, and see how many bicycles show up at this bike party, I think, I think you would be surprised by that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, it's cool to hear about that sort of thing. I look forward to, uh, I know everyone's looking forward to kind of the opportunity when we can finally get out without worrying about health and, uh, you know, someday I believe we'll be there again, but, uh, in the meantime. It's a great time to plan. It's a great time to look at Google Maps. And it's a great time. Oh, I'm, to i it. And yeah, start seeding the the, the the sowing the seeds of fun.
3: I'm building. I'm building rides as like not as we speak, but you know, I'm I'm working on group rides for whenever it's time. Like I've got two, at least two ready, almost ready to go. Right for, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right.
0: Uh, well, uh, I guess the yeah, question just occurred to me, and uh, maybe I don't know. It, maybe there's no no anthropologically apparent, but uh, is there anything as a longtime listener that you would like to see us do?
3: I mean, no, I I don't I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. I, I honestly, sometimes my the more the ones I enjoy quite a bit. Like I enjoyed having a couple weeks ago when Mac Nurse David was on, or <laughs> we got
2: real into the weeds in that one. Oh, I <laughs> know that, that was so fun.
3: Well, oh, in that one, when you had the library and or li- the lady that did library science, this was like last year. Joan. yeah. Joan. And you guys yeah. got into the weeds about library science. Like, I, I mean, bikes and transit are, are are awesome. But when you get into the weeds about some of that nerdy stuff, I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like, you don't, I
2: don't. <laughs> Good to know. That. Good to know. Yeah,
3: I don't hear that stuff. And I, I do. The one thing I do, I think maybe something I would like to hear as that's up my alley is like. Like when I'm like people like Armando come on and talk about the process of leading a ride, you know, a a social ride, not a, a, you know, I, or kind of what kind of, I, cause I, I've definitely stolen ideas from your local people for stuff here. Like we, I, we, I kind of want to do our version of the lads 500, you know, something like that. Totally. You should. Yeah. We have a relay race that I was going to do this month that we do every year, but um, it I, I'll probably do it in September. It's just like we have a mile loop on dirt, and then okay. we assign the teams. So everyone that shows up, they don't get to pick their team. We assign <laughs> the team.
2: <laughs> nice.
3: Because the first time we let them pick their teams, and, re- and everyone just – the strong people all showed up on one team, and we're like, well, we all can't right, let right. that happen again. You know
0: so, how that's going to end, yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So we want it to be fun for everybody. That's the thing. It's bike fun. Everybody should have, at least have part of a good time, even if you're right. groaning and straining, but at the end, it should be fun. Right, know? right. It should make for yeah. a good story. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Very
0: good. Well, how can people find you on the internet?
3: Um, um, I am, um, let me just double check my, whether there's a hyphen in my, I have um, my personal Um, Instagram is lost Midwest with an underscore between lost and Midwest. And then, um, I'm also on face the gentle folks, which is my other thing. Uh, I'm having, I'm blank. Sorry. I have a slow computer. Um, that's all right. It's gentle folks, indie if you're on Facebook and then there's an Instagram account too, that I can't get to, but i am actually, um, I think it's just gentle writers indie. gentle writers
2: indie with underscores between each yes. word.
3: Yes. That's word. I, I, most of my content I do on my lost Midwest account. I, okay. I just, you know, I, I use the gentle folks mostly to advertise rides and things. So, and then same with the Facebook, I find Facebook a little bit better for events and stuff like that, but that's just cause I'm old.
0: Now they've put themselves together. They've they've kind of constructed uh, a whole it's a whole architecture that a whole generation of guys should to be using. So I Whether know like it or not, it's a good organizing tool. Yeah.
3: Yeah, the event thing is great for Facebook. As, right. I'll complain about Facebook all day, but the way they do handle the events is is pretty pretty good. For sure. And
0: they own Instagram. So I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Keith, thank you for spending some time with us tonight. Really yeah.
3: appreciate it. No problem. I had fun. I Great. Thank you. Thank you for asking me to be on. Absolutely. Well,
0: keep on, keep on sharing the good stuff. It's really, again, it. I, I enjoy seeing all of the content that you post. Uh, you got some great photographs and uh, they hint at great adventures you have. So uh, yeah. And I, I guess I should also say you were one of the uh, the backers. This is just kind of, it's not really even podcast related, but uh, tangentially uh, Lumberjack, my band released an album uh, oh. ah. a while back and you were one of the funders. And so I greatly appreciate you've got one of 10 vinyl copies. There's only 10 of those? There's only 10. Oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> they were lathe cut. And they actually, uh, they went, I I think, <laughs> I want to say they were uh, cut in Ohio. And then they came out to Oregon. And then I mailed them back to you. So it was a long oh, way that's, to go. Uh, but, but, so <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I
3: enjoyed that record quite a bit. It was, but, it was fun. Um,
0: thank you. Awesome. Thank you for supporting it. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, no problem. All awesome. right. Well, uh, Aaron, anything else? Um. No. Yeah,
2: we don't have headlines. We don't have mail. <laughs> no, no.
0: We'll
2: come back to those um, sometime. Pedal Palooza, I will say, just as a general announcement, it is May. It is bike month. So get out there on your bike. Um, find ways to ride around while yes. keeping your social distance. Uh, and June is still considered Pedal Palooza month here in portland it's gonna look different go to pedalpalooza.org for details on that or shift two bikes that is the number two um shift two bikes.org also has their calendar
0: yeah um and i I really i'm curious um i'm hoping that we're going to be able to talk to somebody from pedalpalooza yeah that'd be great uh, because nobody thought that bike fun was possible with uh, things as they are but uh, <laughs> you can't have fun by yourself <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah so i'm excited to see. i'm excited for the promise that sits there
2: yeah,
4: yeah same no fun yeah. is allowed That's oh! What
2: oh what is that
0: got to be sure to make sure no one has fun <laughs>
4: I heard the word fun and I was like, I should, I could, I should get there. And I gotta
2: quash that, that right now. <laughs> well, Guthrie, say
3: hi and then say goodbye to Keith. We're just wrapping up.
4: <laughs> okay. Hi, Keith. Bye, Keith. Hi, Thank Guthrie. you so much for being on tonight.
3: Yeah, nice. Thanks for having me.
4: Absolutely. Well, I'll, I, won't, I won't derail you guys further, but uh, oh, nice to, nice to talk to you.
3: We talked a lot about
0: trains. Guthrie, if, if you're not doing anything else, do you want to read the credits with us?
4: Uh, yeah, let me pull them up.
3: Ooh. Okay. How and are we going to
2: do this?
4: Can I, a, can I suggest a
3: Can uh, oh, I suggest voice? Yes, please. Well, because we're recording this on May 4th, can we do Star Wars characters? Star Wars voices. Ooh. Okay. 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 So
0: we, should we each choose a character or should we just do as many Star Wars voices as we can think of?
3: Knock it out however you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we each choose a
2: character, should we establish what characters uh, so we don't I was double up? Hey,
0: can I be Vader?
2: All right, you can be
0: famous. You probably would enjoy that,
2: huh? Uh, go for it. No, no, you do it. You do it. No, I will no, I I'll I will try to I'll do I'll be your son. I'll be <laughs> Luke Skywalker. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Well that's right. Wait, you know, Anakin is uh spoilers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spoiler. Oh. <laughs>
0: I, I guess I also have to just—I'll complain just a little bit about uh, how the prequels were terribly oh, written. If you're trying to so the secret of how people are connected in four through six.
4: Oh, <clears throat> okay. I, I know who I'm gonna be.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me it's not Jar Jar.
2: Uh, <laughs> could you're I be R two and just Jar. beep the whole time? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think just for the sake of of honoring all of our contributors, I think we, it has to be someone. <laughs> no, to yeah, that's, it. it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they, know <laughs> they know Droid. They Droid. Okay, uh, and then uh, just because uh, I guess we have to make sure we know what order we're going in. Why don't we go, Aaron, Rock, Guthrie?
4: Me say say yes. Oh no! <laughs>
0: <laughs> here, here goes. Hang
2: something. on, hang on a second. Wait, 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 wait. Let me. I'm. I've got to, like, kind of figure out how I'm going to do this.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready?
5: The Sprocket Podcast is produced at X-Ray FM Studios ordinarily and currently on the internet thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and
4: listeners. Our website is sprocketpodcast.com Email to thesprocketpodcast at gmail.com at Poshy Station.
5: Call or text 503-847-9774. Our
4: Twitter, our Instagram at thesprocketpodcast. Ah, uh, thanks to Lane for our theme music.
5: Heartburn for our headline sounder, I will crush you.
4: Misa Marcus <laughs> Norman for graphic design. With the brass shield down, I gotta thank Sustaining Donors, Shadowfoot, Wayne Norman, and Eric Iverson.
5: Cameron Lean, Richard Brzezinski, Tim Mooney, who has offended us.
4: Glenn Kubish, Matt Kelly, Eric Weiss. Hug Parker, Dan Gebhardt, who's a time traveler? And Dave knows. Chris
5: Smith, Caleb Jenkinson, JP Cuehley.
4: Peanut butter jar, Matt. Oh, Sticky-o. Uh, Marco Lowe Rich Otterstrom Andrew in Colorado
2: Drew the Welder who's making dinner right now
5: <laughs> Andre Johnson the king of division who is not with the empire
4: Richard G <laughs> Strong. Strong? Oh, oh, <laughs> who's that <laughs> Aaron Green author of we Were Like Sons and founder of Mesa Granary website Magnus David Nathan Poulton Rory in Michigan, Michael Flournoy. <laughs> Jeremy Kitchen, mm, Misa Hungry. David Belay, Tim Coleman. Harry Hugel, EJ Finneran, Hippo? Hipwell. Amaskadau, Keith
5: Hutchison, The Force is Strong with That One.
4: Ranger yeah. Tom. <laughs> Joyce Wilson,
2: Ryan Tam. Jason Oftenberg, Michael some Publishing, David Moore.
5: On Grossbeck, who makes amazing ornamental buttons. Chris Barron, Chris Barron, and Chris Barron.
4: Sean the Baird, Simon, Gregory Braithwaite. Brian Morrow, Dude Luna, Matthew Rooks, Caw-caw. Caw-caw?
5: Marshall, Paula at Punatako Psychoprat.
4: Philippa M, Spartandale, no so relation. Mr. T, who never really lived, Bike Initiative Q and A. Sarah G. Adam D.
5: Go dig a hole. Beth Harmon.
4: Greg Murphy. Myra Martinez. Isaac M. David C.
2: Our newest donor 503 who's blasting womp rats.
5: And all of our former donors who have elevated us to this point.
4: And now brush your teeth. And go wash your hands! The Force is strong! or I don't know what the Force is!
5: I'm to bed,
0: May
3: 4th. Alright. Oh, that was so much better than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <please. laughs> Oh, man.
0: And now, thanks to the foresight of Tim Mooney of the Shift Project, we give you the audio of the story of the big stick on the ceiling of the beer mongers. Let's introduce you to uh, beer mongers regular, Christopher.
1: Okay, from the beginning. This is the story of the stick, Christopher. In the beginning, it was the uh, beginning of 2000, and J.D. Hildebrand bought the Gotham building on Interstate and Albina and then he offered um, Tim Provincial and myself space and we would help with the remodel of this old industrial building so that stick is um, my souvenir of that you know, period whatever it is seven, uh, 16 years ago
2: um,
1: and it was two two by sixes that were nailed together and they came down and they were part of an elevator hoist and i pried them apart and i thought that's the longest two by six i've ever seen and it was like 22 and a half feet and then um one evening after work i decided i'm going to. Make it into a snake. And I got a whole load of uh, saw horses and I jigsawed the 2x6 in a wavy line. And then I drew another line kind of parallel. And then I jigsawed that. And then I um, set up the router table with a cutter that cuts a quarter round, and you have to push the wood, and then it rounds it. You see, so I had to do that four times. So I needed a long space to be able to do that. Well I did that. Um, <clears throat> It was like a night time plus uh, a couple of hours the next day. And then I had to get on with uh, my pain work, you know. So I lashed it with Saran Wrap to the other 2x6 and I hung it on the wall. And then it had to move. I mean, so I moved about three or four times and that thing was in limbo until 2012, And I was in England, and my stuff had to get moved, you know, from a storage unit, and uh, they uh, brought it here and hung it up, but they didn't tell me, so it was uh, like a wonderful surprise. But you didn't know. know it was going to be here? No. And you were already a fan of this place, right? Yeah, I built the bar in here. You did? Yeah, I built this bar. Okay, thank you. And the walnut thing and the furniture over there, you know, the built ins. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It was Sean and my buddy, you know, who's a contractor, they hung it up in here. Okay, and there it is. There it is. (laughs) It's a big stick. And it is confirmed a a stick. But but the, as the builder as the builder of it, you confirmed that that should be called a stick. Absolutely, and I didn't build it. You know, I whittled it with power tools. Important distinction. It was hand
2: sanded.
4: Yeah, yeah. You,
1: it, it, there was a snake in
2: there. You just had I, to take out yeah, the part of the snake. Exactly.